Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Dr. Squatch Soaps. Get 20% off of orders of $20 or more when you order at drsquatch.com. When you use the promo code SKS20 at checkout, again, that's 20% off of orders of $20 or more at drsquatch.com when you use the promo code SKS20 at checkout. Um, Just... For, so you guys know, I love Dr. Squatch soaps. I've actually got some in the shower. The Black Pine Tar Bar, which, I mean, if you're watching our, our YouTube video, you can actually see the picture of it um, kind of as our, as part of our promo ad. Um, love the stuff. Smells awesome. So just so you know. Anyways, my name is Ryan Scullard. I am the host um, of the show. And tonight uh, we're going to be going over some big news that obviously happens. Uh, we're going to look over some of the... Uh, injuries that have taken place over the last couple of days and some updates on some of those injuries. And then we are going to go over our waiver wire madness, waiver wire pickups for week five in the NFL. So there's a, and, and I'm also going to talk about a specific player that just so happened to go off tonight. So um, I'm going to brag a little bit <laughs> about knowing what was going to happen. Um, and then kind of give my thoughts on what to do with it going forward. So, I believe that's it. So why don't we go ahead and get into today's headlines. Today's headlines. And today's headlines are brought to you by the Sleeper app. One of the best apps you are going to be able to find for getting notifications up to date about um, player updates, different things going on in the NFL. Uh, there, unless you you know have actively followed and are following guys like um, Adam Schefter, Tom Pelissero, uh, Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofalo, those kind of guys on ESPN and NFL. Uh, if you're following them on Twitter, you'll get the notifications maybe maybe 30 seconds before when they show up on on sleeper that's how fast these guys are getting the information out to you the only again like i said on yesterday the only downside of sleeper is if you have a league on sleeper everyone gets those notifications all at the same time so again there's pros and cons to everything so uh getting into the storylines number one big news of the day Bob is gone. Bill O'Brien has officially been fired from the Houston Texans um, after a 0-4 start this season. Um, The infamous uh, DeAndre Hopkins trade to Arizona for um, David Johnson. 
and then various other trades that have happened. I want to say uh, he got he gave up Jadavian Clowney for Barcavius Mingo and someone else um, to the Seahawks two years ago, or last you know at the beginning of last season in 2019. And then let's see, he also traded Laramie Tunsil for I believe a first and or he traded away a first and a second to get Laramie Tunsil from Miami, and so. The Houston Texans are 0-4 without a real, true number one wide receiver. And they don't have a first or second round pick in the 2021 draft. Those two picks belong to Miami. That hurts. <laughs> um so, moving forward, it'll be interesting to see what what happens with with the offense. Um, as of right now, Romeo Cornell has been named the interim uh, the interim coach. Cornell obviously is the is the defensive coordinator, uh, one time coach of the uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, another guy that's from the and you'll like Bill O'Brien. Another guy that's from the uh, the Bill Belichick coaching tree. So, uh, again. I don't know what to say about the offense. Um, it has struggled, again, because they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. They don't have a real number one. Um, Will Fuller is great. Or he's good. He's a solid number two. But he he just, he, one, he can't stay healthy. And his best production was always when DeAndre Hopkins was on the field playing double coverage. So he doesn't have anyone to do that for him right now. So... Um, we'll kind of keep an eye on this and figure out what what it's going to mean for um what it's going to mean for for D- uh Deshaun Watson. What it's going to mean for the wide receivers. I don't think it's going to matter much. I mean, the defense is the defense, and Romeo Cornell is still in charge of that. So, um, but obviously. They're going to need to get it'll it'll be interesting to see who they get in for a GM, what they're able to do. Um, it could it could be that they're trading players for picks this offseason. I don't know what they can get for some of these guys, um, but it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what what happens from here on. And and obviously the fantasy out like you said the fantasy outlook isn't necessarily great, but it's it I don't think that the fantasy outlook gets worse as of right now for this offense um it's just it's been rough sledding and so we'll see what we'll kind of watch what happens and and as as we're watching we'll we'll kind of give you guys notes on what we think so or what i think um moving on to story number two this is basically a lot of injury updates uh austin eckler has been um told he has a grade two hamstring strain so he's going to be out several weeks so obviously he is likely he is going to go to IR um he's obviously going to miss a minimum of three weeks so um you know we'll we'll touch on this in the in the waiver wire uh waiver wire section um I've got (laughs) I've got a team I kid you not that now is going to have McCaffrey and Eckler on IR I already lost Dallas Goddard to IR I only have two IR spots, so I'm probably going to have to just drop Goddard and kind of wait and see because Christian McCaffrey has at least one more week, um, and I need some help in the running back position. Um, 
I was deep at running back at one point because I had Chris McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, I want to say Chris Carson, and and David Johnson. Having David Johnson as your fourth running back is is nice. Having him then become your number two, not so much. So, especially when you drafted r- running back heavy. So so yes, yeah, so that's what's going on with Eckler. Obviously, it's going to mean that. Um, that they're they're bringing up uh, Justin Jackson, so we'll see how that's going to work out with the with the offense for um, for the running backs. Since Josh Kelly hasn't exactly lit the world on fire, um, been struggling with some with some fumbles, so we'll kind of keep an eye on that. Uh, Nick Chubb is to go on IR; he will miss a minimum of three weeks with an MCL injury. Um, I have not seen if it's a tear or not. I'm sorry if that seems completely uninformed. Just letting you know. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I know it's an MCL. I don't know if it's uh, a little bit of a tear or if it's just a, a severe enough strain that they want to give it enough um, time to heal up. So that means Kareem Hunt is going to take over that backfield. Um, Kareem Hunt could, you know, you know, again, he has shown a lot in the last you know couple seasons with the Browns. I think he continues to do that. I think he can be a top five running back from here on, or at least in the time that he is the only guy while Chubb is on um, while Chubb is on IR. So um, if Chubb, I mean, if if Hunt keeps it going, they're not going to push. I don't think to get Chubb back. So uh, McCaffrey is out at least one more week, so he is still going to be on IR in, in terms of fantasy. Um, and Julio Jones re-injured his hammy tonight. Um, and Calvin Ridley, I think, did he actually get skunked? I missed the last little bit of the game, so I'm not sure if, if Ridley actually got skunked or not. He was being skunked through like three and a half quarters. Like five or six targets and no catches. So we we shall see. Um, and the, Okay, so that's it for the, the injuries. Uh, big positive news. That's a negative, or big negative news. That's a positive. How's that? Um, uh, there were zero positive tests Monday morning for the Titans, so there's still a chance for them to play Week Five against Buffalo. This is this is good news for them to try to get their facilities back open to begin practicing again. So um, again, it's going to take continued um, continued negative tests for the entire team uh, moving forward. So. In other headlines, Robert Flores, Robert Flores, Coach Flores of Miami, presumes that uh, Fitzpatrick will start Week Five, so there still will be no Tua Tagovailoa um, moving forward for now. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm sure, is going to eventually get benched for Tua because this team's good. the the Miami Dolphins are going to need to see what they've got in him. So. Okay, so before we get into the waiver wire pickups, because I mean, I he's going to be part of the waiver wire pickups. That's just what's going to happen. But I figured I might as well just talk about it now. And you guys will probably guess from the intro, from you know, we're we'll talking the beginning guy that goes off tonight, Robert Tanyan. And I was right. I was right that if the if Devonte Adams, I mean, you can check this in in. Live streams that I've done, possibly even in, in previous episodes, that I said if Robert, if if Devontae Adams missed with Lazard already out and it just being MVS is the main wide receiver at that point, 
if Devontae Adams was held out of the game tonight, Robert Tanyan was going to have a very good game. Now, I'm not going to predict three touchdowns. That's just I'm, I'm not going to do that. However, I figured he could get at least one because he was then the, he's the big body target left in that offense in the passing game. And what do you know? He gets three tonight. Um, he now has five in the last three games, which is the same amount of touchdowns that Jimmy Graham had over two years with the Packers. Now, Everyone's going to rush out to try to get Robert Tanyan, and I don't. Bl- I, I'm not surprised, but I want to put out a little bit of a warning because of that. Devonte Adams has how many games has Devonte Adams actually missed so far? Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. He's missed at least these two. So he missed half of week two and then missed week three and week four after having 17 targets in week one. I'm going to pull up Robert Tanyan now and the tight ends and just the amount of targets that they have had. Robert Tanyan, Robert Tanyan. Let's see if I can even find him. Because he has not had a ton of targets, but he's done a lot with them. Robert Tanyan. Oh, it doesn't have tonight's targets on there. I'm not sure. So he had three in week two, five in week three. And that five targets, I went. I believe he went five for five for 50 yards and a touchdown. And then Robert Tanyan tonight, let me pull it up. Uh, Robert Tanyan goes off, has three... Um, whoops, there we go, has three touchdowns, scores 30.8 points, six of six for 98 and three. So week two, he goes two, two receptions on three targets, 25 yards and a touchdown. I believe all of that was after Devontae Adams goes out. With a hamstring injury. Adams misses the next two games. And the only big body target he's got is Robert Tanyan. So he goes 5 for 5 for 15 a touchdown in week 3 against New Orleans. Who is horrible against tight ends, by the way. Um, and then you've got them going up against Atlanta, who's another team that's terrible against tight ends. Now, he's going into a bye week. And I just, I know that people don't want to miss out on guys. But hear me out. With one more week of Devontae Adams out to get ready and get healthy, to get that hamstring right. When Devontae Adams comes back, call me a pessimist. Okay, do it, fine. I don't see Robert Tanyan continuing anywhere close to I mean forget the amount of forget the amount of touchdowns, the amount of targets. He's had fourteen 
over the last three games. Now I get five targets a game. I think he goes back down to three targets a game once Devontae Adams is back because that, Devontae Adams, is the guy for Aaron Rodgers. You know, I when when Jimmy Graham went to the Packers, I I said two years ago when he went to the Packers, this was not a good move for Jimmy Graham. It's not going to be Jimmy Graham is not going to become a fantasy star again. It's not going to happen in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw to tight ends. He had Martellus Bennett, or yeah, Martellus Bennett hardly ever threw to him. I and mean, I can't even remember the last guy that was really a big tight end target regularly for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Richard Rodgers was was hyped was going to be the next was going to be the next big tight end for Green Bay, and it didn't happen. Um. God, I'm trying to remember the tight end from from a few years ago. I want to say it was like 2013. It was kind of the end of his career because of a neck injury. Let's see, I'm pulling it up. Their tight end. I, yeah, Andrew Corliss, Richard Rogers, Martellus Bennett, Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, Jermichael Finley, 2012. And even then, it was Donald Lee for years, and Donald Lee wasn't, you know, Donald Lee and Tory Humphrey. Bubba Franks. And Jermichael, Jermichael Finley, you know, I mean, he he had what? A total of 223 receptions. So really his best year, best two years, 2011, 2012, 55, 767, and 8, which is was his best year in 2011. And then in 2012, uh, 87 for, oh, sorry, 61 receptions for 667 and only two touchdowns. And then in, you know, in 2013, he gets injured. Um, I want to say, what, game five, game six, playing wide receiver because they'd had so many injuries. That was the year that, uh, that Jordy Nelson went out with an ACL. So that was the last time I remember a tight end really being explosive for the Green Bay Packers. 2012. That's eight years ago. I'm not expecting this to continue with Robert with Robert Tanya. If it does, you can call me wrong. You can post this everywhere and say, this guy's an idiot. I just, I, I'm looking at history here. I just don't see it. Now again, as if if Devonte Adams keeps missing games, yes, Robert Tanyan most likely is going to be the biggest benefactor of that. But when Devonte Adams comes back, watch. I can see Robert Tanyan's production taking a drastic hit. So, there. Now that I've pontificated for the last eight minutes on on Robert Tanyan. Um, let's go ahead and get into <laughs> the waiver wire madness. I hope you guys don't mind me ranting a little bit here and there. So um, let's go ahead and, and get into our waiver wire pickups. Waiver wire madness. 
All right. Our waiver wire pickups brought to you by Fantasy Pros. Uh, Fantasy Pros, there are so many tools that you can use on fantasypros.com. Uh, it's where we use our rankings. I am part of their, um, you can go to their expert consensus rankings, which I am a part of. My rankings get, get kind of put into there and, and as part of the part of the uh, the computations, I uh, I actually get graded somewhat on my rankings uh, based on the accuracy uh, due to points scored. So um, right now I believe I'm 29th overall out of about 170 experts. Had a good week last week, finished 21st. I'm not so sure that's going to happen this week. Uh, I know there was a lot of injuries, but there were just a lot of guys that I I not necessarily was betting on there were guys I was betting against that uh, did well so um, probably going to take a little bit of a hit in the rankings this week but hopefully I'll, I'll do a little bit better for you guys this next week so again so many so many uh, tools to use on fantasypros.com um, targets uh, how many targets guys are getting per game average per game um, fantasy points allowed um, for defenses another big tool that I use to help with uh, with my rankings so um, again go to fantasypros.com check them out um, we love them here at Skull King, uh, an awesome tool to use to help with your fantasy football research. So, all right, starting with the QBs, um, in terms of guys to pick up, again, these are all owned in the consensus 50% of leagues or less for ESPN and Yahoo combined. So they may be owned a little bit. I mean, it may be under 50% on Yahoo or maybe under 50% on ESPN, but it's enough of a back and forth that maybe some guys are not listed here. So. But of um, listed on Fantasy Pros, uh, the quarterbacks are um, Philip Rivers has a good matchup against Cleveland, who just gave up a ton of points to um, give a ton of points to Dallas. the The Cleveland Browns now give up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the third most to wide receivers, and the fourth most to tight ends. So. I'm really liking Moali Cox this next week. I'm liking. I can see an argument for pass for Zach Pascal to be um, up in the rankings a little bit, and it could be a very good day for um, for Philip Rivers. So, uh, let's see. Next, uh, Teddy Bridgewater going against Atlanta, and we know just how bad Atlanta has been. Uh, third most points to quarterbacks give up a lot to the tight ends. Tonight didn't help their cause, um, but Atlanta has been pretty tough against running backs overall. So, um, you know, it could be this could be a decent game uh, for DJ Moore and for uh, for Robbie Anderson, who's played pretty well this this uh, this season so far. Um, Kirk Cousins, obviously, he's going to be another. He's going to be a, an obvious pick. Seattle gives up the most fantasy points to the um, to the quarterbacks. They give up the most to the wide receivers, and they give up the fifth least amount of points to running backs. So Dalvin Cook may be in for a little bit of a little bit of a tough matchup. Um, Cousins hasn't hardly used the tight ends, and so and the Seahawks are sixth best against tight ends. So this is going to come down to the Seahawks secondary against Cousins, Thielen, and um, and Justin Jefferson. So Jefferson could be in for another big week again this week. Um, and I know that there are people, I, I actually had someone ask, should I play Justin Jefferson or Julio Jones? As far as we knew, Julio Jones was healthy and was going to play tonight. 
obviously Justin Jefferson outscored him. Justin Jefferson is showing to be the guy. I wasn't going to say, oh, yeah, start Justin Jefferson after one week against a crappy defense like the Houston Texans. Um, but now we have to start giving merit to guys like Justin Jefferson. So, um, so Cousins is another guy that you could pick up um, if you need if you need a bye week start. Say you've got uh, um, now who all is on. I don't even know who all is on bye week this week. Uh, I know that Aaron Rodgers is. So um, Cousins is a guy you could possibly pick up. The other the last guy, um, Justin Herbert, um, going up against New Orleans. New Orleans has been again they've been giving up a, a bit to the quarterback position so it is it is an away game for Herbert but he's been playing very well thrown over thrown for over 300 yards and as long as Tyrod Taylor is not healthy they have to keep throwing Justin Herbert out there and he's been playing well in the process so moving to running backs uh, my number one running back is is Damian Harris uh, I'd have to look to see what exactly he did tonight um, but he definitely looked explosive. Sonny Michelle is now on I They've moved him to IR with a quad injury, I believe, um, is what they're calling it. And so um, with him gone, uh, Damian Harris becomes, you know, the de facto uh, starter in terms of in terms of running backs for that team. Uh, let me pull up. Let me pull up Harris's stats for tonight. Uh, 17 carries for 100 yards. So he had a 100 yard. Uh, 100 yards rushing in the game tonight against a team that is very tough against running backs going into I mean KC is you know top seven top eight against running backs in terms of giving up fantasy points and he puts up 100 yards against them so he is definitely going to be the the bruiser running back in that in that uh, offense so uh, just Justin Jackson's another one again I really don't know what to think of the running back situation if Eckler's not there. I liked kind of the the, the lightning and thunder-ish um, aspect of Eckler and Kelly. I don't necessarily like Kelly and Jackson. Um, I mean, if you're desperate, yeah, you can pick up Jackson. I would prefer, me honestly, to go with Chase Edmonds, who goes up against the New York Jets next week. Chase Edmonds has more targets than Kenyon Drake. I believe he's out targeting him 17-5. to 5. Um... Kenny Drake went out this last game with a with a chest injury. Seemed to come. Seems like he's going to be fine, playing well. But he's or sorry in, in terms of in terms of health, but not playing well. Um, and so I think I really think there we could see a change like they did last year, going from David Johnson to Kenny Drake. So I think that uh, Chase Edmonds could be a guy that could really break out a little bit towards the second half of the season. The last one, kind of a, this one's more of a of a, a safety net is Ernest Johnson, uh, running back for the, um, for the Browns, uh, going up against Indy. Really, he's kind of just a, a backup to Hunt at this point. So, as far as wide receivers go, Lavisca Chenault going up against Houston, um, with DJ Chark there, I think that Lavisca Chenault provides a solid number two option, in the offense, and I think he's better as a number two guy. So. Um, I think that he is definitely a guy that could provide possible flex um, consideration depending on the matchup. Um, Nicole Hardman going up against Las Vegas. Hardman, I believe, had another touchdown tonight. He and Sammy Watkins, I mean, I think he's better than Sammy Watkins, personally. But he has shown to make, um, 
mistakes as a as a younger player. I believe this is his second year. So I think that as he gets more confidence, I think that the Chiefs can use him more, and I think that he will – I think that he can, by the end of the year, pass up uh, Watkins. So that's my thought. And Watkins had another fumble tonight. So Next is T. Higgins. The matchup against Baltimore isn't great, but moving forward, I think the connection between Higgins and Burrow is showing. Uh, Higgins had like another 70 yards receiving on, I want to say, four receptions this last week. So – um, definitely a guy that in PPR leagues especially is going to provide a little bit of value in deeper, you know, 12 to 14 team leagues if you need a flex player. Um, T. Higgins is definitely a guy that can provide that. And Baltimore did just give up, what was it, 110 receiving yards to Terry McLaurin this last week. So, um, you know, something to watch. Uh, and then Traquan Smith. the Traquan Smith, great game. My only thing with Traquan Smith is once Michael Thomas is back officially, Traquan Smith disappears. I believe that's the case. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's where I'm going with that. So moving on to the tight ends, uh, and then we'll finish this up. Uh, number one, obviously, I you know I mentioned Robert Tanya. You know, I I pontificated about him. He's on a bye week, but if you if if you have the room to pick him up to stash him, go ahead. Number two for me is Moali Cox. Again, going up against the um, the Cleveland defense, Moali Cox. I believe he's got two or three weeks in a row with the touchdown. You know, he only had the one reception for 19 yards and a touchdown this last week, but he is he is getting targeted by Philip Rivers. He is earning his trust, and Moali Cox is showing he is athletic enough to get it done. Um, you know, last week they were they were playing a tougher defense than the Chicago Bears. Um, so this week, going up against Cleveland, who gives up the fourth most amount of fantasy points to tight ends, I think the Moali Cox could find himself in the end zone. Or he could find himself with five catches for another 80 yards. Even if it's that, that is more than enough to compensate for someone who is either on bye or a guy that you know is struggling and isn't getting it done. So last one, Cameron Bray with the O.J. Howard news, and OJ, I have not seen officially if if O.J. Howard is going on IR, I think everyone just assumed it when they said it was most likely an Achilles injury. Um, Cameron Braid is a guy to pick up. He did have a touchdown this last game. And if O.J. Howard is out and it's between Cameron Braid and Rob Gronkowski, Braid is the more athletic by far. Um, and so I like Cameron Braid to, to more likely get in the end zone than Rob Gronkowski. But, um, you know, I think they're going to be about even for the most part in terms of playing them uh, during the week. So, all right, that is it for the Waiver Wire show, for our Waiver Wire madness. I want to thank you guys again for taking the time to listen to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, we will be back tomorrow to kind of, uh, I think tomorrow we'll, we'll kind of give a, a first quarter review of the season and kind of what uh, some things to look forward to uh, for the rest of the season. So, um, with that said, again, my name is Ryan Skullward. This has been the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.